It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't gonna have a life. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. One of my favorite all-time movie monologues was that Rocky Balboa speech to his son outside Adrian's restaurant in Rocky Six on a cold, dreary night. Rocky in this movie is 60 years old, more than 60 years old, retired from boxing, but decides to come out of retirement get back into the ring. He decides to fight an opponent half his age. Makes no sense, right? It's not real. You don't go to the movies for realism, right? You go to the movies because you want to be entertained. And his son, who's a corporate executive in his 30s, is trying to get his career going, blames his father for casting a shadow in his life. So you heard in the speech. He said, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a mean and nasty place. I don't care how tough you are, we'll beat you to your knees and we'll keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. It's how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. It's the perfect mantra, the perfect battle cry for the college basketball teams this year that are fighting not only to make a Final Four, but to win a national championship. Thank you for listening to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Mike Randall here with you. We're in our new schedule this week. I give you a solo here, and today we're taking a look at all those top teams that have taken those hard hits, as Rocky says. More specifically, I'm going to give you the teams right now, the night of January 9th, that I think can win the national championship. There's 11 of them, and each of those teams has gotten hit hard, and we will get hit hard again, and we'll have adversity this season. But one of them will get up and persevere. 
and win a national championship. So right now, on January 9th, I believe there are 11 teams that can win the national championship come April down in San Antonio, Texas. Some look good now. Maybe they can't hold it there. Some are not playing well right now, but they can get it going. So let's take a look at each of those teams and see how they got hit hard, how they could continue to get hit hard throughout the season, and what they're going to have to do to persevere. So let's start at the top. Number one ranked Villanova Wildcats, record 14-1. 2016 NCAA champions, their pedigree. Since the Big East realigned in 2013, Villanova has won each and every Big East conference title. Four consecutive seasons of 29 wins or more. We know Jay Wright's a great coach. They can score with anyone. How they get hit? Well, they got hit this year because they can't beat Butler. Didn't beat Butler last year. Didn't beat him this year. The Butler curse. Their bench had some injuries. Jermaine Samuels, Colin Gillespie, both out injured. Cosby Roundtree, not giving him much. It's basically the starting five and Dante DiVincenzo, who's a nice player coming off the bench. Basically a sixth starter, but that's it. The other issue is the volatility of their freshman. Not a true freshman, was out last year. Amari Spellman. You look at Amari Spellman's box score, it's like Keno. 11, 9, 15, 4, 3, 0, 14, 16, 10, 6, 2. Those are points scored all over the place. There's games he has 11 rebounds, 10 rebounds, and there's games he has two rebounds. One rebound this season. So if that's somebody you have to rely on. You only play six players. That's an issue. They have a tough Big East this year. They're going to get hit. Xavier's tough. Got them tomorrow. See what they got. Road games. Seton Hall looks tough. Marquette's not going to be easy, especially on the road. Providence. They have some tough games. This is not going to be an easy Big East. But maybe that's what they need. Villanova is a team last year that went into the tournament as the number one overall seed. They won the national title the year before. They were the number one overall seed. Think about that, folks. Think about how great an accomplishment that is. And then Phil Booth was hurt. They ran into Wisconsin. Wisconsin did not have a good season last year. Not at all. Very up and down. Nigel Hayes, very disappointing. Koenig got hot at the end of the year. And maybe it's just that simple. But that was an easy bracket. You told Villanova fans beginning of the tournament last year that Duke would lose to South Carolina, the seventh seed. That Baylor would also, the three seed, who was very dangerous and number one for, for a period of time last year, had Jonathan Motley, definitely a matchup problem for, for a lot of teams, that they were going to lose to South Carolina. And that really, the only tough team they'd have to play was Florida, who played a similar style to them that they matched up well with. They would have taken it in a second. They got by Wisconsin. They'd have to beat Florida and South Carolina. And I think you're a Villanova fan, you would have taken that. But they couldn't. What's Villanova's going to have to overcome? They're going to have to overcome being the hunted in the Big East. And they're going to have to overcome the toughest Big East they've ever had since it realigned. And lastly, they got to find some depth on the bench. But if Spellman gets better, they get healthier, they get those players back. You have Jalen Brunson, you have McCall Bridges. Maybe the best tandem in all of college basketball. So they have to keep persevering. They have to try to hold the fort together through these injuries. They have to work with Spellman. They have to try to develop him. And if they do that and build their bench and keep fighting, and there may be another upset along the way besides Butler, but they get through that. They have a legitimate chance at the Final Four and can definitely win their second national championship in three years. Next up, number two team in the country, West Virginia. 15-1. Tough game tonight. Played Baylor at home. But just came off a big win over Trey Young in Oklahoma. But they gritted it out tonight. Their pedigree? Depends. Bob Huggins, head coach, pedigree's great. Two Final Fours. One with Cincinnati 1994, one with West Virginia 2010. Deshaun Butler, remember that? So his pedigree is solid, but West Virginia's pedigree is not great in the NCAA tournament. Look at how they've done since 2007-2008. Made the Sweet 16, that was good. Lost in the first round NCAA tournament 2009. 
2010 made the Final Four, fantastic. 2011, lost in the second round. 2012, lost in the first round. 2013, didn't make anything. They were 13-19, had a down year. Next season, NIT, lost in the first round. So that means after their Final Four season in West Virginia, they lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. They lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Then they didn't make the tournament two years in a row. And not only that, they lost in the first round of the NIT. Not a great four-year run for West Virginia. But Huggins gets it back. They make the Sweet 16, 2015. 2016, another first-round loss. Huge upset. They were 26-9 and that year. 13-5 and in the Big 12. Then last year, the Sweet 16. So what's what West Virginia has to do? Well, they're playing great. When Huggins has great guards, he loves to press, loves to get up and down the floor. He has two seniors in Javon Carter, Daxter Miles. Combined, they're averaging 5.5 steals per game. Insane. Lamont West has played well. Teddy Allen's getting some good minutes for him. And they're holding the four together until Issa Mod returns from his suspension, which should be on January 13th. He's playing a lot of players. Huggy's got 10 players right now playing at least 12 minutes. He gets people in there, gets some experience, goes deep, has deep bench, different than Villanova. He's also had a guy who can make a shot at the end of the game. Villanova had two, has Brunson, has Bridges. He's got Javon Carter, absolutely, raised his game. Would be a shoo-in for the Big 12 player of the year if it wasn't for Trey Young. So he has a lot. Now what's his issues? Not big up front, a model help. Doesn't have a lot of post scoring, not a lot of go-to guys. They got to shoot the three well. Javon Carter takes a, a ton of them. He's shooting 39, almost 40%. That's great. Miles, only 25%. Not great. Lamont West, 32%. Not great. So they generate offense off the steals and turnovers. If they don't get those steals and turnovers, like you saw tonight with Baylor, Madeline LeConte controlled the floor. Lindsey controlled the floor. If they don't turn you over and you have some size up front, you can rebound, you can beat them. That's their weakness. There's no way that a team that beats Oklahoma and that has won 15 games in a row, they haven't lost since losing to Texas A&M over in Germany, but that's the type of team that gives them trouble. So that's their Achilles heel. They're in a super tough conference. Big 12 is deep, so deep. Great teams all over the place. And they have to get through Kansas. It's not easy to make West Virginia a Final Four National Championship contender if they can't win their own conference. And Bill Self in Kansas has won it 13 years in a row going for 14 this year. So if you're not the best team in your own conference, how can you be the best team in the nation? That's a good question. So West Virginia should persevere. They're a great coach, but they have question marks. They get hit. You don't turn them over, it's a problem. You rebound up front, you can beat them. Shaky from three-point line. But they have seniors. They have leadership. They have a style. And they're going to keep coming at you. And they have some great, great wins this year. They're going to be battle-tested. But their team is going to keep coming, just like Bob Huggins. Number three team, Michigan State. On the surface, Michigan State has everything that you need. They have a great player, Miles Bridges. They have a great coach, Tom Izzo. They're deep, very deep. Seven players playing at least 20 minutes. He has plenty of guards, Josh Langford, Cassius Winston, Lou Rawls and Aaron Jr., senior who runs the show. He's got Gavin Schilling, who came back for fifth year. Matt McQuaid can shoot it from three. Jaron Jackson, the freshman, they can rebound the ball. Bridges and Ward both averaging over seven rebounds a game. Jackson, six rebounds a game. Cassius Winston shooting 53% from three-point range on 77 attempts. Josh Langford, Langford, 56% from three-point range. Those are your guards. Jaron Jackson, freshman, 46 attempts, 43%, 44% basically from three-point range. Free throw shooting, incredible. 90% Miles Bridges, 89% Cassius Winston, 83% Josh Langford, 82% Jaron Jackson, 80% Matt McQuaid. Unbelievable. But turn the ball over a lot. 14 turnovers a game. That's their Achilles heel. And you saw what happened. They can be spotty. They got destroyed at Ohio State crushed up and down the floor, couldn't score for a while, couldn't stop anyone. 
got killed at Ohio State, 80 to 64. Nick Ward, nothing. But Nick Ward's been good up until that point. Had given him seven games in a row with double digit scoring. In fact, at least 15 points per game, not just double digits. Had a 15 rebound game, a 14 rebound game, a 10 rebound game. But against Ohio State, only three points. They're a great team, top to bottom. I still think that right now, if you gave me a team to win the national championship, I take Michigan State. They can defend at a high level. They don't have to avoid foul trouble like Villanova does because they don't have a deep bench. They can play very West Virginia-like, but they have more offensive scoring than West Virginia, and they have a great coach in Tom Izzo. Their Achilles heel, what they have to fight through, what they have to persevere through, the turnovers. They can't turn the ball over against a team like Ohio State that's going to match them with the physicality because they're going to lose. Next team, watch them tonight, Purdue. It was slow to warm to Purdue, and I still think Purdue has some issues. But Purdue has the balance that many teams don't have. And they showed a lot tonight in Michigan. Tough game on the road. Purdue's 15-2. and two. They won 12 games in a row. They had that skid where they lost back-to-back games to Tennessee, which doesn't look like a bad loss anymore, and Western Kentucky. But in a Big Ten that's basically falling apart right now, they look to be the biggest challenge to Michigan State. They've had some trouble in the tournament as well. They've struggled. Matt Painter's their coach. I'm not sold on Matt Painter. My partner is. I'm not. What's Matt Painter done at Purdue? Took over for Gene Cady in 2005-2006. Missed the tournament. Second round of the tournament. Second round of the tournament. Back-to-back Sweet 16s. Those were good teams they had. Robbie Hummel teams. Remember those? Third round of the NCAA tournament. They lost. Third round of the NCAA tournament. They lost. CBA. They got to the CBA. Then they missed the tournament altogether the following year. 15-17. Then they lost back-to-back in the first rounds of the tournament. So that means... 2012-2013, here's what Purdue's done with Matt Painter. CBA quarterfinals, no tournament, and back-to-back first-round upset losses in the NCAA tournament. Remember the Arkansas Little Rock game? They're up 12, like two minutes left, two and a half minutes. Last year made a sweet 16. But this is their season. But They won the Big Ten last year. Big Ten champions. Regular season. 14-4. and Solid schedule so far. Beat Butler in the Crossroads Classic. Beat Louisville. Beat Arizona. Destroyed Arizona, in fact. When Arizona was reeling, to be fair, no Roy Hawkins. Beat Marquette. That win looks good. Beat Nebraska. Beat Rutgers. Beat Michigan. So what's Purdue going to have to fight through? The three-point reliant. You saw it tonight. First half, they were up 16 points on Michigan. On the road at Michigan. Place they had not won since 2012. On the road, playing great. Threes are going down. They're firing away. Then they go cold. But many teams are relying on the three this year. You're going to hear that as a common theme. Way too three-point dependent for Purdue. Carson Edwards, great job. Gritty, gutty. Big-time performer, makes big points, played great tonight. Vincent Edwards, solid performer, sort of the do-everything guy that you want to have on your team. Better than a glue guy, but solid. Dakota Mathias, three-point shooter. When he's on, he's deadly. When he's not, he disappears. P.J. Thompson, gritty gutty guard. They got freshman Matt Harms, and he backs up the most important player on Purdue. It's not Carson Edwards. It's Isaac Haas. Because this team needs scoring from the inside. It's not a coincidence tonight when they played Michigan. Isaac Haas went off to start the game. Played great. You know what that did? That made John Beeline change his defense. That made them collapse. They wanted Haas to try to beat him, and he was. So then they opened up the three-pointers, and that's why Haas is key. And that's what Caleb Swanigan was last year. So Isaac Haas, to me, has been the most valuable player in Purdue. Because without him, Carson Edwards is not an athletic, high-jumping, create-my-own-shot type of guy. He'll make a shot here or there. He'll come off a screen. But he's not a get-on-my-back-I'm-going-to-hang-in-the-air-when-you-go-down-I-go-up sort of thing. He needs that centerpiece. And that's where I wasn't sure. And Isaac Haas has played great. 14.7 points, 5.4 rebounds, 
79% from the free throw line made a big free throw tonight they needed to make when he got fouled with about five seconds left. And I'm not sold on Painter. So Painter's got to fight, persevere. Purdue, tough, gritty team since Gene Cady, same thing. They got to persevere and they got to work inside. They got to build their inside game because if their threes aren't on, they're in a lot of trouble. They are definitely on upset alert in the early rounds of the tournament unless they get stuff out of Isaac Haas. Isaac Haas plays well. Isaac Haas gives them 18 points, 16 points, 10 rebounds. They can beat anybody in the country and they can win a national championship. Fifth team's Wichita State, the Shockers. Move to the American. Here's what they've done. They're 13-2. and two. No Marcus McDuffie, their leading scorer and rebounder last year. Just came back. They played without him. You know what they did? They beat Marquette. They had Notre Dame with Bonzi Colson and Matt Farrell. Dead to rights. Then gave it up, lost by one point there. Tough loss in the Maui Gym Invitational earlier in the year. Then they beat Baylor. At Baylor. Then they beat Oklahoma State. Then they lost a tough game to Oklahoma. Beat Florida Gulf Coast. They've gone out and played people. And that's without their best player. Their best scorer, Marcus McDuffie. So now they're in the American. What have they done? Crushed Connecticut. Crushed Houston. Crushed South Florida. Remember last year against Kentucky? Landry Shamit? Going against De'Aaron Fox. Going against Malik Monk. Played great. They're dangerous. They have pedigree. Greg Marshall. Fantastic coach. Made a Final Four with Clint Anthony early years ago. They beat Gonzaga that year. Went on to the round of 16 for the first time since 2006. Then they beat LaSalle, the Elite Eight. Then they beat Ohio State. I think Deshaun Thomas on that team. Good team. Get to the Final Four. Great coach in Marshall. They have history. They have great guards. Shamit. McDuffie plays well. They got big guys up front, Shaq Morris. And they play a tough schedule. Now, what's their weakness? Their defense has been very suspect so far. They have not, they have not defended at the same level they normally have. Trey Young ate him up. 80 points against Arkansas State. They've been spotty on defense. And they don't have the big upfront scores that you typically have. You know, it'd be a great game, them versus West Virginia. Love to see that as an Elite Eight game. They have guards. They can handle the press. They're smart. Connor Frankamp can shoot it. We love Connor Frankamp. One of our favorite players here. First one we ever mentioned on the Screen the Screen podcast. Connor Frankamp. Crazy. That's Wichita State. They can go to the Final Four. They can go and win a national championship. But they're going to be playing in the American. They're not going to be playing a great schedule right now. They got to do some better things up front, get some more balanced scoring, because Shamit's not a usual 30-point guy, and they got to defend better. That's what they're going to have to persevere for this year. Six-team, no surprise, Duke. Duke's 13-2. and two. Of course, Duke can win a national championship. They've won multiple national championships. Everybody was on Duke early. 11 games in a row they won. Then they lost at Boston College. Bizarre game. A BC shot great that game, though, from three-point range. That's going to happen. Teams are going to shoot well. Just like teams are going to win with the three, they're going to lose with three. But BC was hot that day. They lost. Then they beat Evansville. They beat Florida State at home. Tough game. But then they go to NC State. They lose. Their issue, what they're going to have to fight through, like Rocky says, they've lost their last five ACC road games. Think about that. Krzyzewski's adamant. Doesn't care about the depth. He cares about developing the players. He said in an interview, they're going to play the majority of the game. That's fine. Marvin Bagley, Grayson Allen, Wendell Carter, Gary Trent, Trevon Duval. Great. But he's got nothing on the bench. He's got an issue like Villanova does, except they don't have any injuries. DeLaurier, Alex O'Connell, Marcus Bolden, terrible. That's it. So they don't have a bench, folks. And they're not going to get one back either. So depth is an issue. Foul trouble is an issue. So just like you see with Villanova, Duke's not going to lock you down defensively. They're not going to do what some of these top teams can do. They're not because they can't afford to get in foul trouble. But the difference is they have star power. Marvin Bagley could be the first pick overall in the draft. 22.5 points, 11.5 rebounds. 
64% from the field. Dominant. Grayson Allen, senior leadership. He's been spotty. He's only shot 25% in his last four ACC games from three-point range. But he certainly can stroke it, and he can get hot. He can carry. He can make a shot at the end of the game. Wendell Carter's been excellent. Very underrated because he's living in Bagley's shadow. 13.5 points, 8.7 rebounds. Gary Trent, Trevon Duval, they're young. They're very young also. I just read you four freshmen. Four freshmen and Grayson Allen. So no depth and four freshmen. It's a lot of ifs, but they got the best coach in the business. They have legacy. They have history. They have star power. And they have experience. They've had some bad losses in tournament, but they have some fantastic titles. And that's what matters. So Duke can absolutely win a national title. But I want to see how they're going to perform. they got a pretty easy schedule so far. Listen to these next few games. At Pitt, home Wake. At Miami, not going to be easy. Home Pitt, at Wake. Before Virginia at home. They don't have to go to Virginia this year at all either. Then they'll have Notre Dame, no Bonzi Coulson. So they have a pretty decent schedule too. So they're going to end up with a lot of wins and they're going to have a chance to win the title. But the question is, can the freshmen and no bench, can they overcome that weakness? We'll find out. 17, Oklahoma. Folks, Sooners can win the title. If you don't think so, you're not paying attention. Go back to 1988, Danny Manning and the Miracles. Remember them? A one player can carry you. Trey Young can absolutely carry you. Everyone has tried to stop this kid. Everyone. West Virginia. Everybody. Texas A&M. USC. TCU. No one can stop him. So he's for real. They're 13-2. and The Sooners are. Trey Young, 29.4 points per game, 10.2 assists. He's leading the country in both. And oh, by the way, he's shooting 46% from the field. Very solid percentage. Makes all his free throws. He's he's attempted 137 free throws already. Unbelievable. And he's shooting 39% from three-point range. Crazy. And he's developing other players. Cam McGusty, solid sophomore from last year. Now he's at 10 points per game. Junior Christian James, 12.6 points per game. Brady Manick, another freshman. Shoots it from deep, 43% from three-point range. And Kadeem Latin, the big man inside. So Oklahoma can absolutely win. Now what's the deal? It's one guy. It's one guy. If you stop Trey Young, this team's going to lose. The problem is no one can stop him. He's creating shots. He's going to get better as the year's going to go on. The team's going to get better. Lon Kruger's a very solid coach. Taking multiple teams to Final Fours. Took Oklahoma. Took Florida back in 1994. Disco Dan Cross. Anybody remember him? Done it with two teams. That's an impressive coaching resume. Tonight, they beat Texas Tech. Took care of business. Tough game against West Virginia. They lost, but they beat Oklahoma State. They already beat TCU. Now they host TCU coming up on Saturday. Then they got a big showdown with Kansas. Hosting Kansas on January 23rd. So they have a tough schedule. They have a tough schedule. The supporting cast is a question mark. Trey Young's going to be a question mark, of course. Freshman, can he keep it going? But it looks like he can. And certainly one player can carry them because we've seen it before. Nobody knew who Danny Manning was when he was freshman. Wasn't as heralded as this. Stephen Curry wasn't doing what this kid was doing. Not on this biggest stage. So certainly Oklahoma can win the national title, but they have some things to overcome as well, as they all do. Eighth team, Xavier. Xavier was super close last year. Super close last year to making a Final Four. They beat Maryland. Upset 11-6. Then they beat Florida State. 91-66. Blew them out. Then beat Arizona. Super close game. Had to overcome a 10-point deficit late in that, that second half. Then they lost to Gonzaga. Ran out of steam to Gonzaga. But they came in as 11 seed and made that run. They can certainly make that run again. They were one game away last year as an 11 seed. Chris Mack, solid coach. Want to see him get to a Final Four. Solid coach. Pedigree for Xavier. They've made Elite Eights. They made it last year. They made it 2004. They made it 2008. They haven't gotten to that Final Four. They have a great player in Trayvon Blue. It could be first-team All-American. That's how good he is. 19.4 points per game, 5.6 rebounds per game. He's 42% from three-point range, 45% from the field, makes his free throws 86%. He's been phenomenal, but they're question marks. Only two guys right now, Blewett and J.P. McCura, who are averaging double digits. They have scoring trouble. They scored great against Cincinnati in the Crosstown shootout. They scored there, but that was home. Karim Cantor's development is going to be huge. 
He can have zero points. He can have 20 points. Enos Kanter's brother. He's been great. Kaiser Gates, another big guy. He's got to start shooting inside. Quentin Gooden, their point guard, has got to score a little bit more for them. But they do have depth. Freshman and Paul Scruggs can play a little bit. So they have depth, but they don't have scoring depth. They have guys who can come in, who can play, who can do everything well. But when push comes to shove, they have trouble scoring. Makura is sort of hot and cold. He can shoot it, but he's a consistent scorer. He's averaging 13 points per game, but I don't know if he's consistent on a day-in, day-out basis. They're going to defend. They're going to play hard. They're gritty. We know that. They're going to rebound. Grab 40 rebounds a game. Absolutely. Four guys are averaging at least five rebounds. Team rebounding. They play hard. But it's Trayvon Blewett and a bunch of other guys. Pretty much the same thing as Trey Young. So that's what they're going to have to overcome. And they're in the Big East. Same thing that goes to West Virginia goes for them. You got to knock off Villanova. If you're not the best team in your conference, how can you be the best team in America? So you got to get over that Villanova hump. Maybe they do tonight. Maybe they do tomorrow night. Wednesday night against Villanova. We'll see. On the road. Xavier can win national championship. Ninth team, Seton Hall. I'm in. Seton Hall's 14-2. and two. Seton Hall has four great players. I call them the four horsemen. Seton Hall. Seton Hall's 14-3. and three. Tough loss at Marquette, but I think they can win a national title. I do. Desi Rodriguez, Kadeen Carrington, Angel Delgado, Miles Powell. That's as good a four as you're going to find. No freshman in that bunch. Powell's a sophomore. Powell's getting over the flu. Carrington got hurt in the Butler game. That's a big road gut check game. Lost the game Marquette. Tough place to play. That's fine. 14-3 on the season. They got a big man inside. They can shoot the three-pointer. Desi shooting 36%. That's solid. Kadeen Carrington, 41%. Miles Powell, 43%. And Delgado is playing at a first-team All-American level. Yes, he is. He's 14.6 points per game, 11.8 rebounds. But in conference, he's like 19 and 15. 19 and 14. Their question mark is their coach. You know my thoughts on Kevin Willard. But they love Kevin Willard. There's a relationship there. A bond. The iron sharpen iron thing. They love that. Now, listen, that's three teams in the Big East I just mentioned. I mentioned Villanova. I mentioned Xavier. I mentioned Seton Hall. I understand that. But they have everything. They have size. They have guards. They have three-point shooting. They play a tough schedule. They got to get some more to the bench. Ishtonogo, Miles Kale, Michael and Z, these are guys that have to play for them. But if they get some bench development and they stay out of foul trouble, they have the inside-outside game. They are very similar to Duke in that respect. They really are. Duke, uh, Seton Hall be a great game. They match up very well. Bagley versus Angel Delgado. I'll give the advantage Delgado. So Seton Hall has the script. They have the recipe. They have the equation to win a national title. I worry about the coach. I worry about their bench. But you're going to see how good they are this year in the Big East. Absolutely. If Xavier can make a run as an 11 seed last year and get hot, this team with this sort of leadership, even though they've struggled in the tournament, had some bad losses, especially under Willard, this team can make a run. 100%. Two teams left. Folks, Cincinnati can win a national championship. I know you don't believe me. I know you're laughing right now. You think that's nuts. Second American team with Chester. Yes, they can. Mick Cronin's had success with Cincinnati when they've had nobody on offense. Now they have an offense. And they've been better lately. 14-2. and two, Tough loss at Xavier. Game got away from them. Battled Florida in Newark. Lost that game. But then beat Mississippi State. They beat UCLA. They just beat a gritty Temple team that's knocked off both Clemson and Auburn, giving them their only losses. And they just crushed SMU. They went at home. They will defend. They played UCLA. Remember that game? Game got away from them. Contrast in styles because they couldn't score. They can score this year. Jacob Evans can score. Gary Clark, Kyle Washington, Jaron Cumberland, all over 10 points per game. Kane Broom's the X Factor. Comes off the bench, plays 20 minutes, flammable. Sacred Heart transfer. Definitely can light it up in a hurry. Shooting 41% from three-point range. They need to make their free throws. Only 67% as a team. But they're the type of team, like a Wichita State team from a couple of years ago, that can give a top team t- a fits. Very similar, that Wichita State team with Greg Marshall, to this team right now. 
Jacob Evans is the type of guy who can get hot. He can put in 20 points per game if they need to. They just can't get the game away from them early. Mick Cronin is a great coach. Type of guy who deserves a Final Four. Very Archie Miller-esque type of guy there. And they've been good for a while. There's no great player. There's no 19-point-per-game guy. There's no guy who can break people down off the dribble and just do it himself. I understand that. But they can absolutely make a Final Four. There's some history in Cincinnati. Last Final Four was 1992. But guess who? Bob Huggins. But they've been hanging around with Mick Cronin lately. Hanging around. Couple bad losses. Sean Kilpatrick, they lost that year to Harvard. Round of 64, first round upset. Round of 64, first round upset. Round of 32, round of 64. Last year played UCLA, round of 32. So their history is bad. Their pedigree is what they have to get over. We've seen this before, but we've never seen a Mick Cronin team with this much scoring. We've never seen a Cincinnati team defend at the level they defend. They're holding opponents over the last 10 games, or I think, to 54 points per game, have this much firepower. And they got a kid off the bench, Broom, who, who can light it up. And they have a coach who has a style. Does a slowdown game win in the NCAA tournament? I don't know. Virginia had trouble. Virginia's done it great. Similar style to Cincinnati. Couldn't get past Michigan State. They need the right trip. But we've seen it before, and it can happen. They're Virginia, but they have better offense. And that's why Cincinnati can win a national championship. And the last team, Arizona. People got off of Arizona early. Remember that whole debacle? They may be off them now because they just lost at Colorado. No Raleigh Alkins. They start off beating Northern Arizona. Maryland, Baltimore County, Cal State, Bakersfield. Then they have three awful losses in the battle for Atlantis. They lose to NC State. They lose to SMU. lose to Purdue. Awful. They come back home. They write the ship. They win nine games in a row. Win at UNLV in overtime. Beat Texas A&M. Beat Alabama. Beat Arizona State. Huge win. Then they beat Utah. Utah gave Arizona State all it can handle the other night. But then lost to Colorado. Tough place to play. But Arizona has it. Sean Miller's been close. He's got to have that mantra right now. Dane Altman got rid of it. Best coach never win it, make a Final Four. He could do it with this team. DeAndre Ayton could be the best player in the country. He could by the end of the season. It's possible he could pass Young. He's on Bagley's level. It's similar. Alonzo Trier's got to give him consistent scoring. Rowley Hawkins is a glue guy. Ristic's got to get better. But they have the pos- They have the entire roster. Talent, defense, help and recover, and a great coach in Sean Miller. And he is. People get mad in Arizona because they're the thing is you need Sean Miller to leave Arizona before you realize how good he is. He's that type of guy. He deserves a Final Four. They can absolutely match up with the Duke. They can match up with West Virginia. Parker Jackson Cartwright can handle the pressure. Absolutely. They have a star player in Aiton inside. They have the bigs, which most teams don't have. Trier is a go-to guy. They can shoot the three. And they have a history of not getting upset early. They've won a few games. They just can't get over the hump. Aiton's averaging 20 points and 11 rebounds. 20 and 11, folks. Alonzo Trier, 19 points per game. Rolly Alkins, since he's been back, seven games, 15 points per game, five rebounds, two and a half assists, a steal, a block. He does it all. Brandon Randolph's been better for them. Dylan Smith coming off the bench. Emmanuel Acott's got to get in the fold a little bit. But they can absolutely win a national title. This could be the year that Sean Miller gets to the Final Four. And folks, if they get to the Final Four, then they can win two more games, can't they? Right? So Arizona is my 11th and last team that can make the NCAA tournament. Just like Rocky said, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. There's going to be ups and downs. Duke's going to lose to NC State. Trey Young's going to get his comeuppance against West Virginia. West Virginia's going to have a bad matchup along the way and lose. It's a mean and nasty place, college basketball. You're going to go on the road. Seton Hall went on the road tonight. They play Marquette. You get blown out. It's going to beat you to your knees. It's going to make you doubt it. Every one of these fan bases is going to say, we don't, we can't win it this year. We're not good enough. We're not good enough. Absolutely. But you can't let it keep you there. It's not how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. All these 11 teams need to keep moving forward in this 2017-2018 NCAA basketball season. Because one of those teams will be your national champion. And it will be the team that addresses their weakness and keeps moving forward and gets better 
You got to be willing to take the hits, like Rocky said, not point fingers and blame other people. Cowards do that. You're better than that. He said it to his son, and I'm saying it to those 11 teams. You're better than that. And which one of you is going to prove it by being the 2018 national champion? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.